0: You guys, welcome to episode 82 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives into the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It's me, Troy McEady. How's it going? I am really excited about today's episode because I'm joined by my sibling from across the country. I don't know. We're like, I don't even know what we are. Like, we're like basically siblings at this point, I believe. We're like housewife siblings. Um, but I'm joined by my friend, Brandon Alvarado. You all know very well, Brandon. How aren't you? i'm good how are you i'm good i'm really really excited to talk to you i miss the sound of your voice and
1: (laughs) i miss talking (laughs) to you i I was gonna say i miss the sound of your voice but i listen to you every week (laughs) (laughs) like this is my free therapy so i'm like very excited me too one quick question who's our housewife's mother because we are you're you're right we are siblings but who's our mother um it's easily caroline manzo Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I can't. I I don't even know why you just asked me that question. There is no thought about that. You're absolutely right. I'm just so grateful (laughs) you didn't say, like, Jacqueline (laughs) Larita. Oh my God. Could you imagine? No. (laughs) Imagine Jacqueline Larita being, or like, Jennifer Aiden. Like, I don't want to be her kid.
0: (laughs) A little Joel Zaren coddling.
1: Oh. I would. Yeah. um, Can she be like our godmother or like our cool aunt? Oh,
0: cool aunt. She's got cool aunt vibes. She really does. Buy you anything? Take you out to dip, take you to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> oh, she really
1: would. Do you think she eats at Cheesecake Factory?
0: I I really I think she does, and I think she gets there for like the special. I really I feel like Jill knows the menu.
1: She would walk in the way Siggy Flicker walked into that random like steakhouse in Boca, and she'd be like, "Hi everyone, <laughs> how are you?
0: How are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Cheesecake
1: Factory i don't even know where the nearest cheesecake factory is in the city but i'm sure she would find it and i feel like
0: jill jill's the gal who like when she goes to certain parts of the country she says "Alley, we got to go to the cheesecake factory because they have one you know what i mean she doesn't get to go all the
1: time, how she took her daughter on a private jet to uh i think it was a fat camp i'm sorry a detox center um <laughs> yes
0: a, a I, detox center in quotes
1: Yes, I feel like she would do the same um, to get to a cheesecake factory. Is simply just like take a private jet to like wherever the nearest one is, or like where the biggest one is in the country, and have a dinner there and fly back.
0: And like turn Ali's menu to like the like um, the like skinny gal section (laughs) without saying anything, but just sort of like sliding it over. You know what I mean? Like Jill's that that girl.
1: Yeah, she is that girl where she's like, you don't need this. Like, And she just kind of says, "like she's like, how about this? It's like, yeah, like that weird, like, health, quote, healthy menu where they serve you, like, some sort of salad. I feel like the healthiest thing they have there is, like, a cob salad, and it's not even healthy.
0: They should be, like, they have, like, they should be, like, uh, like, whatever she wanted. she be like, why don't you get the Skinny-licious version? Because, you know, it's called, like, Skinny-licious or something stupid. Oh. Wow. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> today, Brandon and I, now, I've already whole brain in this like i warned him i guess but like so first of all we're gonna be talking about teresa and joe judice today and uh my notes are unconventional this week in the sense that i took none i mean literally my notes are a paragraph because a i feel like and i think i said this the last time i had you on i think that it's um it's almost like doing a disservice to this audience to assume that they don't know anything about teresa judice like to be like oh blah, 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 Teresa got... Teresa went to jail on this date and all I mean, like, you guys, it's been beat to death. So, like, I figured Brandon and I could just kind of, like, gab and, like, talk about this relationship and talk about the show and Uh, just do the thing that we do best, which is um, old lady kitchen table talk.
1: Yes, I mean, because I was saying to you, we've seen a lot... There's nothing that... I don't really. It's hard to say that Teresa Giudice even has a private life anymore because, like, everything has been on the show. Going to prison while she was in prison, coming home from prison... A lot of her marriage, having a child—I mean, she even had a baby on the show. Remember, she had Adriana on the show. Yeah, it's uh, her family's on the show. At the, like at this point, she doesn't really have much of a private life. So I really feel like people who've been watching all these years, or even if you tuned in, dipped out, come back—like you really know a lot of Teresa Judice's life. Like there's nothing much that's a secret anymore.
0: Yeah, like we know so much about her, and also it's like the things that you would consider like controversial have just been exploited and wrung dry, you know what I mean? Like, just beat to death by Bravo. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I figured we could just kind of gab and talk about old seasons and how we feel about what's happening now. I mean, like, especially given the fact that, like, you know, Teresa's very much in the news right now, not only because the show is on, but because, you know, it's being speculated that she is definitely going to leave Joe. Um, she hasn't confirmed it yet, but, like, you know, I just think given where we started with Teresa and her transition from like this extremely submissive um, sort of stereotypical like Italian housewife who like pretends to see and hear nothing, but just spends everything um, to now, you know, in, in, in very sort of like, like I used to have a really hard time watching Teresa where other people, I felt like I would talk to them and they'd be like, would talk about how cute they were and how cute it was that she called him um, Juicy Joe and all that stuff. Like, I was always sort of put off by how, um, m- sort of mentally stunted Teresa felt to me, and how like, sort of, I don't know, just sort of kept she was. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, Teresa was someone who I think when they casted her on the show in season one, she was sort of the quintessential. I think Jersey House that they were let producers were looking for. I think that right. Dean at the time is our lead of the, the the protagonist of the show, and I think that I remember the relationship was that she was close to Teresa, who was also close to Jacqueline, and had like a, a kind of relationship with with uh, Caroline. Like they were fine, and she was like friends with Danielle, even like a little bit friends with Danielle. But I think that Teresa was someone who I I would want to say that one of the producers thought of like women that would be on the show for Jersey. They thought someone like Teresa Judice who was a seemingly wealthy, stay-at-home mom of multiple kids, grew up in Jersey, stayed in Jersey. And I, even her look, like the hair, the nails, like they made her I remember in the first episode on on the pilot episode, she was the first one they introduced, saying like, I had the nails and the hair and I'm Italian and I'm here and I'm I'm living in this house and it's crazy. Like she was the person that they really wanted, I think. Yeah. And yeah, she
0: like, She's definitely, like, she fits into all of the best and worst stereotypes of what people from, like, middle America think about New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, she's a really easy transition to, like, understand the, quote, life. Um, And I don't know. I mean, like, it's crazy, too, because I feel like Teresa... I don't think that they ever, when they casted her, would have expected that she would become the focal point in such a huge way on the show. I mean... She started off as somebody who seemed like she'd be a really good sort of funny side character who occasionally, like, says some silly thing that doesn't really make sense, like heckle and jide. And then, you know, she slowly transitioned into, like, this fucking massive giant figure in reality TV. I mean, she's, like, without any question, one of the most iconic reality television stars of all time, ever
1: famous. I agree with you. I, I think when they first cast her, they thought she'd be a great side character, just like Jacqueline. But I don't think they ever really thought that she was ever going to be like the, the real, real lead of the show. Um, I think the show was so anchored in the Manzo family and the, specifically the food between Dina and Danielle that I think they thought that Dina and Caroline would be sort of our anchors for all these years. And it's funny because the show really didn't work out that way. I mean, Caroline was our anchor for a while, for yeah. quite a- actually but i don't think they expected dina to leave when she did i think they really expected dina to stay for quite a while like i think they expected dina to be the og me too i definitely do and so when she left after season two it was I mean, during season two it was crazy like that was crazy to me that and i think it was something the producers did not expect i don't think they ever expected to look at the Judices and said oh we're gonna cast her family one day and have them be this and have Teresa be the star of our show i just don't think they were thinking that ever
0: i agree with you and like that on top of the fact that like Daniel Staub was just such a I mean, Daniel Staub is just such an an incredible villain. It's like the casting for Jersey. I don't know. It's interesting. The casting for New Jersey, especially when you go back to season one, um, it's fascinating that they took such a like a family forward approach where they they had never really done that before. And they've never really done it since. Like Jersey is the family franchise. It's the one where, like, everybody is a cousin. You know what I mean? It
1: so is, and yes, and yeah, it's interesting that they choose that direction. I'm glad they did. I also always say about Jersey that I think it's the first Housewives show that was, that their first season cast was ever closely linked to the, like, Desperate Housewives cast. Like, in the sense that I think those Jersey characters fit the archetypes of the Desperate Housewives women better than the other OGs did for the other cities. Like, I think... Like, I always said that Danielle Staub was, like, the first Edie Brit that we've ever gotten on Housewives. Yeah. And I think because she was, like, the Edie Brit of the show, I think you have Susan Mayer, who was Dina at the time. I think she yeah. was, was anchored in that feud between Dina and Danielle. Um, and it's weird because the other girls were sort of floating around. Like, I think with, like, Caroline and Teresa, you could kind of flip them between, like, a Lynette or Brie. I, I think in this case, I think Lynette's more so, like... Um, Caroline, oddly enough, but I think that like Teresa is somewhat of like a, a Brie Van de Kamp jersey style at the time, like very Jersey Brie. Normally, I wouldn't say she's anything like her, but like also a little bit of like, a Gabrielle Solis, like something like that. And then Jacqueline, who knows what Jacqueline is, but to you know what I'm saying, like I feel like the yeah. architect would fit better on Jersey than a lot of the other cities. I so, and it's more so because we've never had an Edie Brick character like Danielle, someone who was an outcast, someone who was not involved in their, in, in a, in their circle, but tried so hard to get in someone who was like coming with this weird, creepy, crazy past. And it's like small. I mean, like, you know, this I'm from Jersey. I grew up um, like 20 minutes away from Franklin lakes, small communities up here. Very, very, very small communities in Jersey. So it's like when you have someone coming in, like Danielle has this like crazy past, it's, it's not only bizarre, but it's like something that you don't, you don't, you just don't see that
0: yes that's like okay i'm just gonna do some quick housekeeping and then i want like i want your jersey journey because it means i mean like it means more than anybody i could probably have on this podcast considering you literally grew up 10 minutes away from where the show is filmed right um so so technically Teresa and joe have known each other since Teresa was 14 um i believe joe is the only person she's ever been with in her entire life and uh they feel they went on their first date when she was 17. They started seriously dating when she turned 23 and they got married in October of 1999. Um, And the really interesting thing about like Teresa and Joe's lives pre housewives for, for one thing, Joe has never been on social media. So his internet footprint is non-existent. And then Teresa, it's like the one, I mean, like I did for one thing, of course I knew that Teresa grew up in Patterson and that she of course, we know that Teresa comes from Italian immigrant um, parents, but I didn't know that Teresa went to college. She like graduated from Berkeley with a, a degree in fashion marketing and management. Your girl no, no has a knew, cap and gown.
1: No one knew that. I I don't, I don't even think Teresa remembers that she went to college. Just to <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she remembers. <laughs> she
0: she remembers went to fucking all. Berkeley. Like That's crazy to me.
1: I, I don't. I almost don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Same, I mean, Teresa. I told you, like Teresa, like every time. And here's my thing with the show. I don't understand. I get that she's the OG, so I get that they like to give her some respect. But I guess, I guess, having her fucking narrate the previously on. But like, why are they having the person who literally cannot speak English say? Obviously, in New Jersey. like she even cool. like like next time in the season finale in in New Jersey. like you can't understand what she's saying, and I don't understand why she's narrating the show like she narrates that i'm like can can someone else do it please it's painful i i, I love her so much, but it's
0: truly pain it's painful like I do consider myself a tree hugger um in quotes or hashtag um but like it's painful i mean teresa it's it's sometimes it's it's hard to watch her try and um Put it together, if you know what I'm saying, the words and whatnot.
1: Sure, 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 sure. I'm not a total tree hugger, but I definitely, I've always liked Teresa enough. And I actually think I have a little more empathy for her than a lot of other people do, like surprisingly. Because even with like this season for a while, I sort of fell off that train because she's standing, like standing with Danielle too hard. And I'm very much team Margaret and we'll get into that. normally for a while especially with the whole like melissa and even kathy feud i was like pretty team Teresa for a while like i was like t- and when all the girls turned on her in the first like few seasons of the show i was like pretty team Teresa. i was like no i get why she's pissed like this is fucked up that yeah. Melissa's show behind her back
0: so what is your origin aside from the fact that you were literally um a fetus when the show was premiering um what is your jersey journey like when you discovered it like was, was it always your favorite because it was so close to home
1: yeah jersey was actually the first show i watched of the housewives franchise and it was season one my i watched it at the time because my mother was watching it so I, that jersey was the first one i watched and i was it was also the first one i was watching live because season one was airing in 2009 or whatever mm-hmm. so my mom was into the housewives franchise and she was watching jersey because we we're so close to it and funny enough ever since like I always thought the show would... I didn't know what was going to happen with the show with the past few years, but the new girls now are actually even closer to my hometown than, like, Teresa and Melissa. Like, Teresa and Melissa live in, like, the middle of central Jersey, like, in a very weird spot because they don't shoot in Franklin Lakes anymore. But, like, I, it's funny enough. They always talk about Paramus. I live, like... T- I, my house, my hometown is, like, 10 minutes away from Paramus. <laughs> really? Like, I'm very, yes. I'm very close to Jennifer Eden. I'm, like, I think... I think my hometown's like two towns over from Bramis. Um, the other ones are in like Englewood and Tenafly. I'm like 20 minutes away from them. Uh, and so, with, so it's weird for me to see the show because Teresa and Melissa are a good, like 40 minutes away from like Margaret, let's say. Like So I like, notice these like weird things. Like they shoot a lot in the North Jersey, like Ber- Northern Bergen County area. That's where I'm from Bergen County. And Teresa and Melissa are in like God knows where in Jersey. Like, like at this point, it's so funny that that they have to drive literally forty five minutes to go meet them for coffee at in a random restaurant. in England.
0: how, how many um, buffet style family functions have you had at the brownstone?
1: <laughs> Actually, none. I know a lot of people. I, I, I know it's shocking. So here's the thing: I've met Teresa. I've been to her house. Um, I've met Caroline. Been to her house. I've never been to the brownstone ever, and I. It's not that I didn't want to. I've never had an event there. My grandmother went to a lot of events there. My grandmother. She's she's like, oh yeah, I've been to many events, um, in the uh, at the brownstone. Um, I have friends who've been to the brownstone. I'm trying to think of what are like the other. Are there any other like major Jersey places to go? There are. I'm just I can't think of them. Well, well there's posh. Posh. Never been to posh, even though I should have. I should have been to posh. I don't know why I've never been. I should have been there. Is
0: it still open? I mean, like, it's so, it's insane because it's literally, like, it's it's in a plaza. Like, if you had any reason to have to, like, stop and cash a check, I'm sure it's, like, literally next door. It's so weird. I love watching them leave posh because it's it's literally next to like a Sally's beauty supply.
1: It, it is. And it's so, it's so very Jersey and a lot of the suburbs, to be honest, it's a lot of suburbs where it's like, you have those like strip malls and that's where like po- like places like posh would be like same thing with like, um, and Franklin Lakes. I remember like they, they used to shoot a lot at like the market basket, which like I've been to, cause I used to, before I moved to the town, um, my family's in now I used to live one town over from Franklin lakes. So I've been to the market basket um, we've been in that strip area many times where, like, the girls will get their hair done. Like, I, I think it was called Chateau or something. I was about to say yeah. new York, which I know is New York. Um, it's a New York bar, but it's called Chateau. I've been there. I've been to, like, all those, like, random, like, a lot of those random restaurants they would shoot out in season one. I, i've probably i've been to before and like and now if they shoot in Englewood, i've most likely have been there like those restaurants like especially because that's where like margaret and jackie kind of are or like the inglewood area i've been there and have like eaten at some of those like random places
0: have you eaten at where kim g chased
1: daniel saw about and called her square tits no i i, I forgot where that was exactly <gasps> i've also never been to rails wait what the fuck is wrong with me i've never been to rail steakhouse ever and i should go when I
0: come visit you, can we go on a
1: like a Sex and the City tour, a la Jersey Housewives? Yes, we can. Here's the thing that you're gonna find out when you come visit me in Jersey, and it's not because I'm creepy. You just like know the towns in these areas, so that's why. And that's why I keep stressing this. Like, I'll drive around some of these areas. You're gonna literally see that it's gonna be like I'll be in Englewood. We'll drive to like Teresa's random town. That's we'll be in the car for 45 minutes on the highway. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Oh my god, we have to do this. Like, I need, I need, I need to see those giant um, copper doors in person.
1: I can tell you that I've seen those doors in person, and they are cool. As I've I told you, I've been to her house. It is, and I've met Teresa. I met her parents. Like, it's the doors are crazy. Like, it, the house is a, it's a monstrosity of a home. It really is. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy. And Teresa, and this is not an insult at all she lives in the middle of nowhere. Like lot of the things in like in my area in North Jersey, it's really like suburbs where it's like house, 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 house. Right. Property. Uh, Englewood's similar. Like Margaret's place is the same. Like a lot of the girls are, are living in Jersey, the same situation. Teresa and Melissa are in like the Montville area and Tawako, middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere, like a lot of property. Nothing much is around it. I think that's why they shoot at Rails a lot because that's like in their town. Like that's like, I think like the one kind of restaurant in their town. It's very woodsy over there. Very woodsy. Cause when you go over to, cause they live, um, cause I live in Northeast and that's where a lot of the girls are. They live in like the central West area of Jersey which is like getting closer to Pennsylvania and like the woodsy part of Jersey. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes more sense. I'm sorry. I was explaining it really poorly, but if that's like, if that makes any more sense, they are in the uh, like central, like West area. So you're getting woodsy. And if you go a little bit further, you're going to hit Pennsylvania.
0: Well, that explains why all the girls have dirt bikes.
1: That is why all the girls have dirt bikes. That's why you just leave woods everywhere. And that's, I remember that's why I was so shocked when Teresa got out of prison and there were like so much paparazzi at her home. I was like, how the fuck are they getting to her house? They're like
0: taking the Megabus to her house too. <laughs> They're like, the take to her house
1: on like I-90 West. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a drive. That is a drive. I, I, I feel like to get to the city, it must be like wh- over an hour, I'm sure.
0: I wanted to ask you, so like, I went back and I haven't rewatched in the same way that I, um I didn't rewatch all of the seasons in the same way that I did when we recorded the Taylor Armstrong episode, but I did go back and watch a little bit, and like, one of the things that I really, really love about, because Jersey is like, Jersey was interesting in the sense that I always call it like the Alex McCord casting, where it's like they used to cast people based on like their wacky personalities and not because of them being like Erica Jane. right? Do you know what I mean? Wow. Not because they were like like Botox filled, like giant boobed, like hot wow. women that like were funny and whip and quippy and all this. They like casted real people and just watched them interact with each other. And Like the first season of Jersey is so interesting because, like, a Caroline Manzo is somebody who would never ever, like, she Caroline represents a time in Housewives that just is, it's long gone. And like Caroline was such an amazing, like, character on that show and, like, so, like, just brought such, like, a real, like, heartfelt, I don't know. Like she just made the shows feel so like real and raw and intense and like not produced. And that's like a thing of the past. And it makes me so sad.
1: You know, it's so funny. I asked a uh, friend of mine the other day, I said, would Alex McCord Asked specifically about Alex McCord, would she be cast on housewives today? And I think the answer is no. I don't think absolutely not. Never
0: in a million years.
1: We're not in a million years. And I agree with you that it's such a, it's a completely different show now. Completely different. Um, and the, and, the, and the way that they cast the show, right? So I, I think with Jersey, it was so fascinating to see these women who were together in a very, very, very incredibly authentic way. Um, Caroline Manzo is such a character. Obviously, she would not... I mean, at this point, I don't think she'd be cast now if this if they were shooting season nine and we We've never met Caroline Manzo. And they're like, here's this woman. I don't think they would cast her. I think people... It, i don't and it's hard to explain why the time is so different i mean you and i were talking about like off the podcast now we have denise richards and beverly hills that's a crazy thought i mean that's a weird thing but that's also the direction where the shows are going in general they're not only trying to cast people who they think are like fabulous like erica jane types but now some women who might be famous or a jersey's different because you're not gonna have a lot of famous girls obviously jackie and jennifer who joined this season are not famous but they still have what we think are like fabulous lifestyles and They try and cast women, and they openly talk about it, who they believe fit the look of a housewife, a.k.a. pretty.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And Caroline's pretty, but Caroline always said since season one that she was never, like, the standard, like, skinny mini, long hair, fake boobs, Botox, housewife, the way that, like, even Dina was season one.
0: Right. Yeah, and also, like, not, you know, she's in, like, a... A very traditional old school marriage. She's not like submissive to her husband or like, you know, like tiptoeing around the house and like asking for credit cards or like making jokes about how he won't let her go do things. Like Caroline was like a matriarch and like such a like I don't think there's ever been a woman like Caroline Manzo Cass on any Housewives City ever. Even back then. I mean, I just think like I don't know. It's interesting. Like Jersey's casting is just really fascinating to me compared to like the other, the other um, cities.
1: I it really it, it really is the casting for Jersey is really interesting compared to the others because casting for the show is weird. It's one of the few shows I think, one of the only shows. I'm sorry, one of the only shows, one of the only housewife shows that we have that truly find women were are literally housewives. Like yeah, the poor housewives, not famous never really was trying to be famous because like yep. you know, a lot of people come on the show who are like i was an actor once like i used to do this i was a model jersey don't really have that i mean jersey you don't really have those girls even like potomac which is a suburb obviously of, of dc and all uh, some people knew what potomac was before you had girls coming there who were like miss usa types models like even some people i'm sure who tried to act like you've had those girls kind of going around there Jersey like didn't. Jersey like Jennifer and Jackie, like I said before, Jackie has a column in the local paper in Jersey. No one if you're not living in Bergen County you wouldn't know who she is. And Jennifer <laughs> point, you would not know who Jennifer Aiden is. Why would you? She's not famous and she was not trying to be famous before doing the show.
0: Yeah, I do love that she considers herself like a Carrie Brad like the Carrie Bradshaw of New Jersey where she's like she's like I couldn't help but wonder. Does having a bounce house in your house make your children spoiled? It's like, "Girl, um But, no, and then, like, I also, like, the other thing that I found really interesting was, like, I was going back and reading all these old articles about specifically the first couple seasons when um, Melissa was, like, talked about but not casted on the show
1: yet. Did you acknowledge your nephew?
0: I mean, can we talk? Like, how insane is it? And it's, it's been so many years now that we kind of forget how shady it was. But that, like... Danielle, like, planted that seed because she knew that that was, like, something that Teresa was trying to keep out of the public. She didn't want it out there. And if anything, she didn't want fucking Andy Cohen getting any sense of, like, a whiff of that. You know what I mean? Because she knew. And Danielle knew that if she planted that seed, that they would, like, contact them and try and get them on the show. And it fucking worked. And, like, I don't know. Where do you stand in... Teresa and Melissa's long history. I've been very
1: open about this. Um, and I, because I think Teresa, like, I think for Melissa Gorga and her brother to join the show when they did not tell, and Kathy Achilles. She, Kathy did the same thing. Right. Not like Kathy and Melissa joined the show when they were not on good terms with Teresa. Mm hmm. And, did all of that on camera, I thought was like actually a huge, huge, huge betrayal. And I don't blame Teresa for I didn't I didn't blame Teresa for being pissed about it when they did it. And I don't really blame Teresa for still being a little bit weird and resentful about it. It it, it sucks. Teresa did not ruin their family on the show. Melissa Gorga and Kathy Wakili went on the show and put all their family shit on TV. Teresa didn't want to do that. Right. Teresa I don't blame her. Why would she? I wouldn't want to. If I had a family yeah. member speaking to or was really in a bad place with why would i say come do a reality show with me you're right and it's
0: it's like at that time teresa was the the clear star of the show you know she was like the breakout star she had flipped the table she was a star like she was the one and they invaded her shit like they invaded her thing and like came at it in such like a you know the thing that people don't talk about especially now because melissa has like completely turned over a new leaf and she's been able to kind of rebrand herself i think like amazingly i think that melissa's done an incredible job of sort of over the years like scrubbing her image and reinventing herself into this like like
1: now i really like
0: yeah i think she's great i think she's like a really awesome um like voice of reason on the show but the thing that i think people for some reason tend to forget is like at that time when they hated each other, especially before she was actually cast on the show and then her first season, Melissa was so spiteful and would do, like, tell-alls and she would expose their financial problems to, like, the press. And, I mean, at that time, she would do anything to just, like, twist the knife from Teresa's back a little bit.
1: I hated Teresa's, you guys. And I will... And let's, let's not forget, by the way, not only was Teresa the star of the show, like we said... I think some people forget this too. Teresa, I mean, Housewives are on a different kind of level at this point. The Housewives are still in the song, sort of the cultural conversation, but let's uh, be honest, not as much as it was in 2009, 2010. I think there was for sure. there was a weird point where the Housewives franchise completely peaked in the public eye. And it was like a huge part of our pop culture, like just conversation. It's not anymore. It still is. Cause it's on, but it's not as much as it was then because for many reasons, but, but one thing we can't forget. is so not only was Teresa famous. She was in, very famous, like in a way that nobody expected. I don't think yeah. Teresa expected. It. I don't think her family expected. It. I don't think production expected it. Teresa was incredibly famous at the time, like more than she is now. I think, like, I mean, she's still famous now, but like, I, if you know what I'm saying, like, she was just like the way she was talked about in the media and the press was like it was insane. I completely agree with you. For one thing, we had way less housewife
0: copycat shows. You know, it's such a saturated market now. There's like a, a wives show on every network like several actually and back then everything they did it was like it was our first time seeing every like cliche you know what i mean so back then watching teresa like navigate this insanity that was her life the spending and her crazy relationship and then now this like family stuff it was riveting it was fucking i mean even now you go back and watch that it's as riveting as it was then it's like You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, You'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic Special you'll get all the stuff that molly does exclusively through patreon it's well worth it and also if you're not a member of our facebook group go to molly it'll take you straight to it and uh all we do all day and all night is talk about reality tv it's super fun so like i said patreon.com slash eb psychos and molly and